up guys? Hope you guys are doing super well. Hope you guys are off to a fantastic week and you guys have enjoyed the Australia Day weekend if you've been on R&R &R. and uh, if you've been on site, hope you raised a glass and enjoyed uh, and celebrated our beautiful country and uh, are grateful as I am to be living in uh, the best country in the world. Uh, no biases there, of course, but uh, great to have you all back for another episode of the FIFO Fit Podcast Show, episode 13. Man, we're just crushing into the new year, and it's great to have everyone here on board. Again, if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If, you're, uh, if you are a repeat listener, it's great to uh, have you guys back. That's amazing. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be diving into a completely brand new area of the FIFO lifestyle. And we're going to be picking the brain of the beautiful Pam from FIFO Love. And uh, she is a love coach, a relationship coach, um, whatever you want to call it. She is an expert in the field and uh, so privileged to have the opportunity to speak with her and get her insights as to how to navigate the, the challenges uh, when it comes to our relationships on FIFO. So you guys are in for a great one. Uh, certainly a funny one as well. So, you know, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the FIFO Fit Podcast Show. For those of you who do not know this beautiful lady, Pam, she is a superstar in the, the FIFO space uh, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to love. And as we all know, uh, for those of you who are working FIFO, and obviously, you know, my audience and, and, uh, and Pam's audience as well, uh, what, some of the biggest challenges of, of uh, living away and living the lifestyle is this disconnect, right? Like not actually, you know, the, the challenges with communication um, when you're, there's so much distance there within the relationship. And uh, I, I actually came across Pam's uh, content and her Facebook page and the work that she does actually a couple of months ago. But we, when we did the show last week, I think it was, or the week before... Uh, with Andy at, at FIFO Life, he, uh, at the very end, I was sp uh, telling you about this last week, Pam, where the, uh, oh, actually, maybe it was this week, where, um, you know, I, w I was asking, who else should I have a chat with in the, in the FIFO space? And, you know, uh, Andy and, of course, uh, a couple of people in the live chat were like, speak with Pam, speak with Pam. So, so excited to have you here, so grateful, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, um, share with us your knowledge and, and uh, your experience and expertise in the field. And um, yeah, uh, pumped to have you here and would love to learn a little bit more about yourself. But I think um, first question I've got for you, first thing that I want to kind of dive into is how did you get into the FIFO space? I know there's a bit of a, a, a long story here, you know, with with weddings and, and part, parties and all this kind of stuff. No, I, I want to kind of hear how it all came about and, and uh, how you got to working as a, a FIFO. Is love coach the right way to say this? I see it on your profile. Yeah, I call it a love coach or um, relationship mentor. I'm sort of moving more into relationship mentoring um, as, cool. as, so, as because it's a bit more than just the love. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, thanks for having me. It's exciting and how gorgeous is Andrew? Cool. It was nice to have the recommendation <laughs> and all <laughs> Feel the love. Um, yeah, so my story started was um, Back in 2000, about 2005, it was actually about the same time we were starting FIFO, um, I um, started up a business called uh, Chiggy Angel that was selling lingerie and it started out of a 
kitchen table conversation with a bunch of girlfriends about lingerie and how one of my girlfriends was a big size girl and um, had to have her bras made and so forth and I just thought that was ridiculous. So I just um, started researching and voila, my business was born. And, um, Cheek, and it, it was called Cheeky Angel? Yeah, Cheeky Angel. I'm actually in talks with my daughter. Um, she's looking at partnering up with me at the moment and re relaunching that business and she's going to run it. Love so it's it. going to be an interesting space. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so Cheeky Angel, it was born and it was just two of my favorite words put together. That's all it was. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was through that and then I got invited through that business. It was purely online and I got invited to a wedding expo and um, did my first decided to launch party plan because one of the garments that I sold um, was a backless garment that supported um, women who have the low back dresses and, and so forth. So, and I launched my first party um, through that experience and it was through those, ex those um, parties that women were actually starting to come to me and asking me all these questions and it was through that that we extended into um, what I called bedroom accessories. So, or cheeky bedroom accessories. Yes. When I'm driving, yeah, sorry, keep going, keep going. No, you're right. It's cool. So, um, in other words, sex toys. Um, so, um, I had bedroom accessories and then I had women still coming to me asking more intimate questions and so, therefore, I started to study. And I thought, if I'm going to teach this and I'm going to sell these products, I need to know how it goes. And that was the beginning of my journey into understanding about relationships because I was getting very intimate um, uh, questions coming to me about expanding mm. outside because those those products uh, to me are the topping on top of the ice cream you know they're all mm. the fun mm. stuff that can enhance a relationship um, the parties were more about educating these women about keeping their bodies safe so I went on and learned sexuality male female anatomy um, intimacy communication and so forth and it just snowballed from there and that's what I taught taught women and and I went into couples parties and I used to get the men saying how liberating it was to see their wives or their partners open up through this experience and um, take their relationship to the next level so that's, that's a, how it that's all amazing. started yeah and it's such an amazing it's such an amazing transition um, uh, to go for like to have going from lingerie into the the lingerie parties and the the bedroom accessories that's when i was when i was like oh, i can't i know she said something hilarious and she, but i can't remember what it was but i love it bedroom accessories and then you so just by having these kind of i guess taboo conversations or uh that allowed a created a safe space for these women to kind of come up to you and then have those conversations with you uh, and then to, and then you start to realize, I guess, patterns and going, well, hey, this is actually, I'm getting a lot of the same conversations about the same issues. Uh, and this is, and f like, obviously what you were saying before is these are the bedroom accessories are the kind of cherry on the top, right? And, and that kind of comes in after, it's like, you know, these are great things to have, but if you don't have the intimacy there, if you don't have that connection there, then, um, you know, these things are kind of just, in the background and you start to go, okay, cool. Hey, maybe I can really help these, these women out here and men. Um, and so you started to go down that route. Is that, is that pretty much? That's, that's pretty much it. Yep. Yep. And the that's bonus of that was because I was going through the FIFO journey myself. Um, yeah. a lot of that um, had awakened a lot of those sort of things with my relationship. So what I was learning, mm -hmm. I was like going, okay, now I've got this distance in my relationship. My partner comes and goes, like I can start to double in that. 
not even realizing yeah. that's what I was doing and discovering um, the issues that were there were just um, highlighted even more or um, FIFO sort of brings out a little bit more of those issues so therefore they, they shine a light basically and so therefore yeah. I, I was able to start addressing them and, and using the techniques and the, the stuff that I was learning in my own relationship as well so that was long before I even thought about going into the FIFO um, business that I have now like yeah so this so your your husband works FIFO that's that's, that's what, yeah. what you were talking about before right yeah okay cool and so and so you had to you kind of had to understand your own relationship first because you were going through these challenges yourself before you wrote you're like okay cool you know I'm doing this myself and then you realize hey I can really help people out here yeah yeah what drew you to relationship coaching in the first place what like what is it about it that kind of gets you going or that that fulfills you I guess I think I'm very passionate about love and connection. Um, I come from a, a family of a history of divorce. Like it goes way back to great great grandparents, and not that it very it, divorce ever really impacted me as a child, but I was very aware of it, and I, I saw the dynamics of relationships. And even though I didn't know it growing up, I'm I'm observing it. So it was like when I when it was came to my relationships, I was looking for something that I was looking for something long term, and not sure what that was. And when I met my husband, and, and we we went on to have, get married, have children. It was like, I want to figure this out. Like there was that desire. And then mm. just my path seems to have always, like I said, fallen into to helping people around those issues. And I'm very um, intrigued by understanding how we work and why we do things that we do. And and we're human beings. We, we, we desire connection. Like it's part of us. Um, mm. We want to feel connected to somebody. So like to stop the cycle, I suppose, in my, in my generation or my family line, um, I wanted to understand. And I get that we, when you get, like, I've been with my partner since I was 16. Um, we've been married, it'll be wow. 30 years this year. Yeah. Amazing. And when you've been together that long, you both are growing and developing and changing. The longer you're in your relationship, we're all on a journey. You're on a journey as a couple, but you're also on a journey as each other. And so one might grow really quickly and the other one might be still here. And it's like you've got to give each other the space. And so how do you do that? How do you do that, you know, um, and, and still have love present, you know, because life's going to throw stuff inside of that. So I think that's 100%. the quest that I really went on um, um, to enhance my own relationship and saw the value of what, what was there and that so many, I could see so many people who, who want to keep in their relationships um, could benefit from this. And like I said, when I started my right. journey, there was no Facebook groups. There was no um, online was still very new. There, there wasn't a lot of gurus out there or, or you know what I mean? Like, so it, I had to really look for this stuff and find it. And, it, and yeah. so I'm glad I did it. Yeah, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are glad that you found the space as well because this is a lot of the conversation, and I, I know we touched on this the other week, but a, a lot of the conversations that I'm having are around, like are, have some, some, something to do with a relationship challenges back at home because of the distance, right? And everything else that, you know, the environment that FIFO kind of, um, that FIFO is, makes it exactly, and it makes it very, very challenging. So to have someone like you in the space who's so passionate about it, uh, and then has such a great understanding and has gone through it herself uh, and is continuing to do that, right? Um, really gives a, a great new perspective and uh, just an option for people, you know, who, who need it. 
Um, what would you say that, that two are the most common challenges that you're helping uh, couples to overcome? So uh, communication and connection I put together because at the heart of, connect, uh, heart of communication is connection. So without communicating, it's really hard to connect with somebody, isn't it? So those two come together. So people come to me and they want to connect. They want more intimacy. They want this. But then you've got to look at the way you're communicating with each other. Are, are you at a superficial level where the, the distance has just crept in that much that there's um, you're just talking in that how's your day, this is what's been happening, you know, and you've got to get into that deeper level of that conversation. And, and there's ways of doing that. And, um, and there's blockages around that for people because there is part, there's hurt and, and discomfort and, and being vulnerable when, when you don't feel close to somebody. It's hard to open up and, and have love come from love when you're sort of guarding yourself. So they're, they're, that's probably one of the biggest issues. Um, and the second one I've found, and this is, goes right even back to when I started Cheeky Angel, it's self-confidence. Um, because self-confidence, they, they, we want to feel confident in it because then if we feel confident, we feel confident in our relationship to pursue the things that we have, the conversations that we need to have. Um, so it's – and I also found that, you know, that also stems for like um, – mums we become mums and then all of a sudden we push ourselves down so then we don't make time for ourselves so and then when our confidence levels drop down and so forth and you would find it with the men if they don't look after their health and they're away they're the confidence levels are low and and, and so there's a that's that's a big challenge and, and and inside of confidence i also think it's the mindset that we have around it you know and the limiting beliefs that we get blocked around and it's, it's so they're the biggest things that i find um couples they might not come to me with that specific problem not because they don't know that um it's through that journey of conversation they have with me that we're able to identify that and then able to take the actions that need to be taken to be able to move that and move their relationships forward basically awareness precedes change right they they know they have some challenge they've got something's not working uh and they're and then they come to you you help to build their awareness around them and then it's like cool now that we kind of now that we understand what's going on here this is how we kind of move forward with this and this is how we kind of these are the steps that we take that's right is that it was i was smiling a whole lot uh, throughout that because you you talk about um you're talking about con uh communication connection and then confidence and it's it's so funny i have cards that i send to my clients that's a commitment, connection, and confidence on them down the down the bottom, and I, I group communication, I group communication and connection together in the same beers. I, I totally agree. But when I heard you say that, I'm like, that's fascinating because yeah, that that is exactly what the crux of it is, right? Learning to communicate with yourself and connect with yourself first before you can kind of move forward. So I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, you what, can only what, work on yourself. And then you, when you work on yourself, your environment around you changes. It's like a ripple effect. Yeah. And people want more of it. The more, more you in tune with yourself and, and, and in love yourself, the more people are, are want, attracted to that. You know, yeah, your partner's attracted to that. That's why you, they were attracted to you in the first place is because, you know, you were the confident and you were bubbly and you were outgoing and, and you had great conversations and, and that attracted them to you like, and vice versa. You know, there was something that they did that attracted you and it would have been some sort of confidence because confidence, confidence doesn't have to be out there, you know. Confidence can be, it's just, a, it can be, it's just an inner thing that you have, a yeah. belief about yourself. One, 100%. Uh, and the, there's a big difference between ego and confidence uh, that 
that people you know there's a distinction there that people need to be that uh, people need to make as well but i wholeheartedly agree and all uh, and uh, also i feel there's this well there's this uh, i i kind of share with people and i say look you can only love someone else to the degree and level that you can love yourself right so the more that you, the more that you learn and understand yourself and learn to love yourself the more that the deeper level you're able to share with someone else and, and kind of and communicate that to someone else you know so I, I like that's that's why i'm i'm fascinated with what you do and I, I love the work that you do because it's so important you know it's so important um what, what what's what's one daily habit that you uh, recommend for uh, couples who come to see you? So daily habit. Now it's being, it is a little bit hard being apart, but I do recommend that you connect on some level. Now um, what I teach couples is in everything that I do, I teach them how to be together when they're together, like physically together, because that stuff is the stuff that's going to, to strengthen the relationship when you leave FIFO. That's the stuff, the tools you're going to use. Um, and then, then it's like, okay, let's have a look at your situation. How can we connect when you're apart? You know, because you've got to be able to still share yourselves and share um, your journey together. And it can be like, I'm going to give you some tips here. Um, you know, you can leave each other video messages. You know, you can be writing love letters. You know, I know they're small things, but if you can't talk to each other every day, you've got to set up little reminders and put your relationship first. You've got to put your relationship first. That doesn't mean you neglect anything else. A lot of people think that they have to put their children first because they're going, to, or they're going to neglect them. It's not putting your children first. It's um, not not sorry, neglecting your children. It's putting your relationship first because happy parents make happy children. Mm-hmm. So put you've got to put yourself first. You've got to put your relationship first, um, and it's finding what is right for you. Some way of staying connected each day. So and and sharing each other. I lo- I love. I, I love that. And I love the idea of, you know, obviously using video messages to be able, because communication is 5% word choice, 10, 15% tonality, and the rest is body language, right? So, you know, if you're only sending little text messages, that's better than nothing for sure. But you're saying it's like you send that video, if you're sending the a video message, you're conveying so much more, uh, which is awesome. But then I even love the idea of the fact that leaving little things, I think you mentioned like little notes and things like that, maybe around the house or something like that before you go or having uh, like, I love that. I like, can you explain a little bit more? Like some, uh, are you able to share a few more tips around like ideas around that? I mean, there's plenty of this stuff on the internet. So um, what all I'm doing is, is tailing it into more the FIFO community. But look, you know, for videoing, I think look, you could do like Facebook groups. If you're a partner and you're on Facebook, start a private Facebook group and drop each other little videos. If, you, if they're able to get that signal at a time that you're not available, they're still getting connected. Where the love notes, you, you both can do that. For the partner who's working away, when you're tired and you can't sleep, there's those nights that you just can't sleep, sit there and get a pen and doodle and write notes. Write about a time that you had fun together or little messages, all the little quirky things that your, your partner does that makes you smile and make them in little, little, little notes that you can take back home and when they're not around, hide them. Hide them around mm. the house so when you leave, they get a pleasant surprise. I mean, my husband did a, got on my computer once and... Um, set up a, a, a um, 
music thing and uh, all these little things and basically left me a note saying, jump on your computer, go to this file, blah, blah, blah. And that was really lovely. And we just recently got a new printer and it hooks to, has its own email address. So now from his phone, he sends me little emails um, that print out on my computer. And so I'll be sitting here and all of a sudden the computer will start, uh, the printer will just start going and I'll freak out and there'll be little love notes. Like that's so sweet. It means a lot. It means they're thinking of you. When, when you're busy doing your life stuff. And it's the same with the love notes for the partners away. Use your lonely time. So when you're sitting at home and your friends are all out and you're a bit depressed over that or because it's going to change your mood, start writing. Like I have this on the floor. I've got a little box that's all for little notes and trinkets and things I find at, you know, in the $2 shops and I just throw them in there and then I just pull them out and I'll just start creating them and I'll put a little pile together and I'll, might put a day, a day of the week and a time that I want them to open it up and I'll shove it in his bag and I'll shove it right down the bottom. And so when he's starting to unpack it, I'll get a text message going, I've just found this, this is really cool, you know. Or, That's awesome. and, but the other cool. thing is, is when you have a conversation, if you're able to time it right, um, you, they can open that up before the conversation. So therefore, you've got something fresh and new to talk to, especially when you're in that part of the swing when it gets really tired and you're running out of things to talk about. So That's now awesome. it's like, oh wow, I've just opened up a letter. Yeah. That's awesome. And I didn't even I didn't even think of that. I think that's like the like not just hey all at once when you get there, but even putting a timing on it so that you can kind of um space it out over the swing so that there's something to look forward to uh not just the video chat but also something physical there as well. I think that's great. That's awesome. Um so we often find it hard to reach out for help ourselves, let alone as a couple. Uh, when would you say is the right time for someone to kind of put their hand up and, and maybe reach out elsewhere to uh, to get help, for example, from yourself? Yeah, good question. Um, I feel is when you think you've done everything you possibly could, and you and you you feel like you just you've tried everything and you've got nothing else to give, reach out. Go find somebody else because using a, a coach or a mentor or a counselor, then they're the neutral person. So they're going to be able to see stuff because even though they may recommend the stuff that you've already tried, they're seeing it from a different point of view than you are because you're in your relationship. You're invested. You've got history with this person. So they're the ones that are going to be able to see and be able to guide you and tell you, hey, let's just tweak it slightly. You're on the right path. But, hey, you know, you, you, you just missed a step or you misread something or, you know, and so if, if that's probably the like best scenario, I think like is when you feel like you've done everything or if you can start to see the cracks. If you're an action taker and you like, because a lot of people like want to try a lot of different things because they have a fear around asking for help, like you said. So that's why I say, look, if you feel like you've tried everything, don't give up in your relationship. Go get some support. We go to a doctor, we go to a the mechanics for support if we've tried twinkling with things and it doesn't work. Getting a counsellor or a coach or a mentor, it's no different. It's just they're able to see stuff that you can't see. Um, if you're a person that likes to catch it up earlier, the moment you get that feeling something's not right, something's not right and you can't communicate it or you're communicating and, and you're not getting the response you want back and this is starting to be a habit because what we tend to do is we'll have come come home on R and R and we'll try to have these conversations or we'll try to fit in date night and then it's becoming this pattern because it didn't happen and we'll go, Oh well next time. Mm -hmm. And next next R and R. Next R and R. 
an ex-Darana, you know, and it doesn't happen. And then you get in this cycle and this pattern and the cracks start to form. So if you can feel yourself in that and you know something's not right and, and it's in your gut, ask, reach out. Do, do, do you typically get, uh, I mean, uh, do you get more men or women reaching out and asking for help from you? More women. Yeah. Is it, and, and what is the, what's the kind of ratio? Oh, I would be thinking even more like 85, even 90% yeah, women. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Men. Men. Yeah. Yeah. Men. But I think too, that's because yeah. women, women um, are a lot more in tune quicker. Like they're in tune with their, yes. their feelings a lot. So it's much easier for them to identify something's not right here. Um, mm. And how do I fix this? You know, 100%. and then they'll reach out, and often they'll start out in a, in a group or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, okay. and, and move forth that, that from there. Sense. Yeah. Got it, got it. Um, what I always ask this question because I, I think it's the the I think it's a great way to learn as much as I can and uh, add value as much value to our audience as possible uh, in the shortest amount of time. And it is, what are the two most interesting things you've learned in the past twelve months? Yeah, good questions. Um, yeah, I have to stop and think about that one. Um, well, I became a grandmother this year, or last year. Um, so, oh, it's exciting. So I've discovered a new love, another another level of love. It's unbelievable. Um, so that's been beautiful. Um, Amazing. Boy, sorry, uh, boy or a girl? Little girl, little girl, little Alaska girl? Rose. Yeah. Alaska, Alaska Rose. Rose, that's awesome. Congratulations, amazing. Thank you, thank you. She's the joy of my life at the moment. Of um, and the beautiful part is I get to hand it back though. <laughs> For all the mums exactly. out there. Exactly. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> exactly, my, my, uh, my older brother just had his first son, like to so our next generation in the family. I love it, right? That's a, a nephew without uh, without having like you have all of the benefits of, of having a, a beautiful child around, but no responsibility. <laughs> I know it's so cool. <laughs> so good. Um, and so the second so one. The first second one, biggest lesson. I think is is really uh, for me my biggest lesson. I think this this last twelve months is learning to put myself first and not do it in a way that is egotistically or ego based it's more more about just making more time for myself yeah because if you become a better person and you're more happier then i can give so much more yeah and it's just something i let life stop me sorry you can't pour from an empty cup that's right that's right yeah and and especially as mums we know this stuff but we don't do it. And, and it's with life <laughs> itself, you know? Yes. Life itself just yes. keeps creeping in. Mum, mums are notorious for putting everyone else first. <laughs> like, let's be really clear. Let's be really clear. So, yeah, I, I think all, all mums are superheroes, to be quite honest, because I've, I've, I saw this video, maybe you saw it during the rounds on, on the internet a couple of months ago, or, I mean, over the last couple of years, where they're talking, they do a job interview, and they uh, and they talk about all of the roles that a mum does without telling them that the role is the mum. And then at the end of it, they they're like, "That's no they, no holidays. You're you know you you're uh, at the back in the call of your associate. You know you have to do this and that and this. And there's no and oh, by the way, you do it for free. And they're like, "What? No, that you that's not what that's horrific." Or and they're like, "Yeah, uh, that's that's what mothers do all over the world." And then absolutely, 
yeah, it's full on. <laughs> um, uh, so, the, so the last thing that I wanted to ask what was uh, for a new couple uh, looking to get into FIFO or maybe someone who works FIFO and is just starting a relationship, what advice would you give to, to these people to help them be better prepared for the, the challenges? Yeah, um, for me, the thing, I, I actually did a little free ebook on this. Um, it was all the things that I wish I'd known because there was no one out there telling us. Um, the biggest thing, I, the takeaway would be would plan, plan your time, plan your time together and make it a priority, you know, and I think if you, that carefree attitude, it just, it's so hard to have. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be carefree, but, you know, you, you just sort of, think because you see each other each day, it's a lot easier to be a bit more flexible and carefree around your relationship. You don't have that when you're only together for a short period of time because your partner's tired, they need a bit of downtime, then you've got to share them with the kids or the relatives and da 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 and life and things around the house have to be done. So the biggest thing I find is plan out your time and make sure you, you commit to making time for your relationship. And I'm not saying it has to be anything really big. You don't have to go on date nights and, and crazy date, date night could be just a few drinks outside on the back veranda, you know, just chilling with each other and chatting and just, you know, holding hands, having that physical touch because, you know, there's some, when we touch each other, there's a, a, a reaction that happens in our body that creates a bond, you know. Um, so there's a whole science behind all that sort of stuff. So mm -hmm. really making time. And, and also I think with part of your plan is, have a, like an exit strategy. Yeah? Your exit strategy, have goals and then have your exit strategy and yeah, that can just keep moving. But at least then you've got something you're working towards, you know? Um, because yeah. often the couples, you know, they get lost in it or they get locked in the handcuffs and if the relationship's not working, the goals go out the window and then we want to just feel connected. Uh, we, we have that need, desire to feel part of something and then if that's not being fulfilled, we go elsewhere to find that, be it through friends or buying, buying big expensive toys or whatever, or you know what I mean, and not being in reality mm. of stuff. So make yeah. sure that you, you just, have these they conversations. They just completely disconnect. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because as human beings, we have six human needs, and, and, but one of them is we've got to connect. And if those needs aren't being met, we will go outside of that um, to find that or to fulfill that on whatever level that will be. So you really have to make time for your, your relationship and so that way it stays strong so we can weather the ups and downs because there's so much un, un, um, uncertainty in this industry, you know. Um, uh, it, it comes and goes. We're on contracts a lot of the time so contracts can come to an end like in, in an instant. So you've got to have a plan because if you don't, that's going to impact your relationship. 100%, 100%. Thank you so much for your time today and sharing uh, your expertise and helping to educate all of us on how to, uh, particularly if you work FIFO, how to have, uh, how to master and, you know, just have, have more of an, build aware, more of an awareness as to exactly what's going on. So, so valuable. And for the people who may be meeting you for the first time or hearing your voice for the first time, how can people learn more about you? Where can they go to find out more about you and, and connect with you? Uh, so uh, my place to hang out is on Facebook. Um, I, I seem to be comfortable there, but who knows? I might do a bit more with Instagram. Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, and I, for, for women out there who are looking for support, um, I run a, a Facebook group. 
um, for women. It started out of the women coming to me, and so it's just a free group that I pop in with a few little tidbits, and they can ask me questions, and I can and and I can support them the best way. Um, and if they're not on Facebook or on social like all their social media things, they can find me at fifolove.com.au. Spot on, spot on. Thank you again so much for your time, Pam. Uh, we'll leave it at that, but have a fantastic rest of your day and weekend. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. Yeah, I've got happy coming home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, celebrating with wine, and the dogs are about to celebrate and yell in the background. So we've got to. We've got to. Yep. <laughs> that's Go it. Thanks so much. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.